We are continuing our series, uh, uh, continuing tonight, and we're going to be finishing off next week. Uh, the series entitled, The Next Step, and it's been a great, great series. Uh, Brother Matt opened up our series uh, talking about vision. Uh, Brother Manny uh, spoke last week on our mindset. Uh, I'm going to continue tonight, and then you don't want to miss out because next week, Pastor Jose Smith will be closing out our series on Wednesday. All right, so make sure to invite someone out. Uh, you don't want to miss out, and always a blessing to see Pastor Jose um, and Sister Teresa uh, and their family. Uh, they are such a blessing uh, uh, personally uh, to our lives, and, and I'm sure to each and every one here as well. And so make sure to be, uh, be here next Wednesday uh, as we close our series with Pastor Jose, we're going to have a great time. Uh, we need to focus on the journey ahead, amen? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, focus on the journey ahead. And God wants us to look forward to all that he has in store for his faithful followers, amen? Turn to your neighbor and tell him, it's good to see you tonight in church. Tell him, it's good to see you staying faithful. <laughs> Let's jump into our series text here as we, as we find it in the book of Isaiah, chapter 43. I'll give you some time to get there. Isaiah, chapter 43. We have it on top there as well. I'm going to read from the message translation. And it reads like this, and it says, forget about what's happened. I mean, no, that's, that's needed, amen. Forget about what's happened. Don't keep going over old history. It says, be alert, be present. I'm, doing, I'm about to do something brand new. Someone say amen. It says, it's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through the desert. Rivers in the badlands. Let's pray this evening. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word, for your word brings life. Your word brings direction. Your word brings comfort. Your word brings peace. Father God, but your word also brings correction. And Lord, whatever is needed in our lives tonight, we pray, Lord, that we would, that we would get ourselves out of the way so that you can do the work in us. Lord, help us, Father, to trust in you, to put our faith in you, and to allow you to finish what you have begun. Father, we know that you are so faithful, that you love us unconditionally, and you have prepared a place for us. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I entitled this message tonight... You can use me. We used to sing a song back in the day. It went, uh, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Remember that song? If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. What a wonderful attitude to have when it comes to serving in the house of the Lord. God, if, you, if, you, if you're going to use anyone, use me, Lord. Use me. 
right? It's amazing to see someone who is willing to allow God to use their life in any kind of capacity to further his kingdom building. Why? Because it is a privilege. And tonight, tonight what we're going to do is we're going to go over some, some uh, uh, details on what it means to be used by God and how we can better position ourselves to be used by God. And hopefully uh, to encourage you tonight, uh, if, if, uh, if you find yourself maybe at a, at a place where you may, you may think, I want to do more. I want to do more. I want, to, I want to put a fresh zeal into your lives tonight in regards to God's word and what he says he does for those that he uses. You're going to be encouraged tonight. I promise you this. We know that talking about availability, talking about surrender, to be used by God, those, those two things is what we're going to be discussing tonight. Availability and surrender. We know that availability is key in order to be used. Right? When we plan a trip, when you plan a meeting, even if you're going to help someone move, uh, you, you have to check your availability, right? You have to check your schedule. Let me see if I'm able to help you this day. Let me see if I'm able to join in on this meeting. I'll get back to you when I, when I look over my availability. I mean, you know, we don't want to say things or promise things that we can't keep, amen? We don't want to say, yes, I will do that, or yes, I will be there, uh, and, then have, and, and then have things come up, and then you just blow someone off. I remember watching a, a movie when I was young, and there was this mob boss. Uh, this was, this was, uh, it, it was centered in New York, and I'm sure as I describe it, you'll probably know what movie it is. Uh, but this, this mob boss uh, took this young man under his wings uh, because this young man didn't, didn't rat him out to the police when he was a little kid about, about killing someone. So the mob boss took him under his wings, and as he was, as the young man was, was growing up, the mob boss told this young kid, he says, you know why I live in this neighborhood? He says, availability. Availability. He says, I want to stay close to everything. He says, I want to see, I want to see when trouble comes into this neighborhood. How many know that God is always available, amen? God sees everything. God is, God is handling your battles, amen? He's fighting your battles. Uh, he's, he's taking care of those situations that you are so concerned about in your life. It isn't you just concerned about it. God cares about it too. Because what you care about, God cares about. Availability. We all know what it looks like to surrender. You know, the best explanation or, or example is if you get pulled over by the police, right? Uh, you make sure to show that officer your hands, that, you're not, that, you're, that your hands aren't in your pockets. Your hands are on the steering wheel, right? 
They're on the steering wheel. Your hands are empty. You're not going to reach for something without asking permission first, right? Because you surrender yourself. You say, I surrender to, to the law because I don't want to get shot, right? <laughs> and you keep your hands where you can see them. If you're being chased by the police, hopefully you're not running from them. But if you're being chased, to surrender is to put your hands up, right? I surrender. I remember I was, I was working and, and um, I remember being in an apartment complex in the courtyard, and it was early morning, so there was, a little, there was a little fog in the air. And I remember coming out of the courtyard, and, and I, I, I heard sirens nearby, but I didn't think they were this close. And so I walk outside the courtyard into the alleyway, and as I'm walking into the alleyway, this cop comes around and pulls his gun on me. And immediately, my hands went up, right? My hands went up, whoa, 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 right? I'm not the guy you're looking for. <laughs> I thank God he wasn't trigger happy because I wouldn't be here tonight speaking to you. But it's a sign of surrender. You say, whoa, I surrendered my, 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 uh, my will or I surrender, you know, whatever I wanted to do. Uh, to your authority. And this is what we do with God. When, God. when God asks us to surrender our lives to him, that's exactly what we do. We do this in our worship. When we praise God, we lift our hands. Why? Because it's a sign of surrender. God, I surrender to you. God, I'm yours. Do what you want with me, God. And we're going to get into the benefits of submitting yourself unto the Lord. But when we think of being used, normally people view it in a negative fashion. Right? You think of, you know, that, that, that person just used me. You know, we usually think of it in a, in a manner of, of someone not really having a real concern for our well-being. Right? Because they just used me. Having, having a sense of no real value. And so, we may have this skewed thinking or, or mentality of being used. Or maybe you were used for a certain task, and then after that task was completed, they were, they, you were no longer uh, 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 needed, you were no longer necessary. You know, it's kind of like that, you know, all right, you know, you can leave now, right? You can go. What are you, what are you still doing here? And this is the impression or the, the thinking that many people have when it comes to being used. It always amazes me when I think of how the 12 disciples left everything to follow Jesus. It amazes me. Do you ever think about it as well? How these 12 men left everything. They didn't just leave for the afternoon. They went with Jesus. They left their families. They left their careers. They left everything to follow Jesus. It really, really amazes me when I think about their availability and surrender to the calling of Jesus upon their lives. 
would you be would you have been willing to follow Jesus if Jesus said come on come follow me I want you to leave this and I want you to leave that and I want you to come follow me would you would you or I have been willing to do that that's a question that maybe scares some of us right that's a question that or yeah that's a question that may put some of us into worry or concern I don't want to leave the security I don't want to leave the comfort to now go into something that is unknown. And this is exactly what these men did. You ever been somewhere and someone asked for a volunteer and you were hesitant to raise your hand? <laughs> You're like, I, I don't know what they're going to ask me to do. I don't, I don't want to be in front of anyone. I don't want to have to say anything. I don't want to look dumb. Choose someone else. Why? Because we didn't know what was going to happen. Or maybe, maybe you're just shy. But maybe that ties into why we may be apprehensive about surrendering our lives to God. Maybe it's because we don't know what to expect. Maybe, maybe you feel like you're not ready yet. Some people feel this way. I've felt this way many times. Even, even now, there's times that I feel that way. I don't think I'm ready. Maybe, maybe in those times you focus on your insecurities. I can't do that. There's no way. But God is calling you. I can't do that. Have him call someone else. There's many people that, that can do this. You don't need me. I want to get Joshua chapter 1. Turn with me to Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. The Bible says, this is after the death of Moses, the Lord's servant. The Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun. That's N-U-N, not N-O-N-E. <laughs> son of Nun. Moses' assistant. He said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving them. He says, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have given you. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live. For I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous. For you are the one who will lead these people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors I would give them. It says, be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left. Then you will be successful in everything you do. Verse 8, it says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. 
You see, God was calling Joshua. He was calling him to take over where God's servant Moses begun. And this chapter, this chapter just goes on to, to the, uh, uh, Joshua actually moving in it. But I think one important detail here can be missed by most of us that the Bible doesn't talk about in regards to Joshua is that Joshua had a decision to make. Joshua had a decision to make. You see, when God called Joshua... You know, Joshua's not a robot. He doesn't just say, you know, okay, God, I'm going to do whatever you say, and, you know, just programmed to, to, to obey everything. He's a human being just like you and I. He has a choice just like you and I do. He had free will just like you and I do. So what Joshua was faced with was a decision. When God called him, Joshua had to decide, will I be obedient to God or will I go the other way? Most of us just read on and think, wow, what a great story. But we bypass this important key point here that we find ourselves in at many times in our lives. A decision. Am I going to be available Am I going to make myself available for God to use? See, I'm not talking about, you know, big, big magnitude things. Even small things that God is calling you to do. Hey, go speak to that person uh, and, and pray for them. Pray for that person that's sitting, that's sitting uh, five rows in front of you or, or, or five rows behind you. Pray for that person. That person's going through something. And God puts it on your heart. What are you going to do? Are you going to make yourself available? I like this understanding that everyone has 24 hours in their days. I like this because it gets rid of excuses in my own life when I say, I don't have time to do this and I don't have time to do that. No, we all have the same amount of time each and every day. And that's why it's so key for us to be wise stewards of the time that God has entrusted you with. Amen? We all have the same time. So you can't say this person does this because they have this kind of time. No, we all have 24 hours. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. Joshua made himself available. What did God promise Joshua? What does God promise us? I want to look at some key elements here that I believe helped Joshua to be so willing to be used by God that I believe is going to encourage you tonight as well. Number one is that God promises strength. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 5 of what we just read. God tells Joshua, he says, no one will be able to stand against you. 
What does that mean? That means, in other words, what God asks you to do, he's going to give you the power to do so. He's going to equip you to do it. It isn't, it isn't a task where you're just on your own and you just fly by the seat of your pants. No, God says, I'm going to give you everything that you need, and I'm going to strengthen you every step of the way. He says, no one will be able to stand against you, Joshua. This is the promise to God. You see, because when God gives us direction, I mean, you know that God always gives us comfort and peace in those things as well, doesn't he? God gives me peace all the time in his directing in my life. I follow peace. Why? Because God is peace. This year, I believe God wants you to step out of fear. Step out of fear. Step out of your comfort zone. Amen? Step out of that, that, that comfortable seat. I know those chairs are comfortable. It's nice right now. It's so easy just to, just to doze off. You won't, you won't even know it. But God wants to bring you out of your comfort zone. I'm only doing this, what I'm doing right now, because God has brought me out of my comfort zone. Believe me, I love to listen. I love to do that. I love to receive a word. But God says, no, I have, some, I, I have different plans for you. And I've always asked God, why? God, why me? Why me? And God says, because you are willing. Because you are willing. I didn't have to have everything in order for me to be used by God. I didn't have to have the giftings and talents in order for me to do the things that I do today for God. I didn't have that. But God gave me those things, and God is still, God is still giving me those things on a daily. On a daily, he's equipping me. On a daily, he's strengthening me. Man, there's days that I wake up and I think, oh my goodness, I just, I just don't want to face this day. I don't want to do it. Can I just stay in my, in my bed? And God says, no, get up. Bam, get up. Go do what I have called you to do. Get out of your comfort zone. We need to be bold, courageous. Let God strengthen you. Listen to his voice. Meditate on his word. What an awesome way to start our year in, in fasting and prayer. What an awesome way to start it. There's no better way to start off a year than through fasting and prayer. I'm telling you right now. There's no better way to get closer to God and to allow him to use you in a greater capacity is a privilege. Let him turn, your, let him turn that fear into courage this year, amen? Let him, let him turn that, 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 that worry uh, 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 into, into obedience, Amen? into confidence. Let him turn that weakness into strength. Let him turn that, that shyness or that timidity into boldness in your life. Allow God to use you. See, confidence and hope aren't about your 
abilities and talents. It's about God's faithfulness and power. That's what that is. We don't have confidence in our own abilities, but we have confidence in the Lord. We have confidence that he is faithful and that he is giving us strength and that he is equipping us to do his wonderful work. Let's see what David says about surrender in Psalm 139, verse 1. He says, O Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it, Lord. Verse 7, he says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. You see, David says, God sees everything. God knows everything. But what is the purpose? You see, David came to understand the persistence of God in his life. I mean, oh, God is persistent, amen? He's persistent. He's gonna keep pursuing you. And you're gonna think you can, you can get away with doing whatever you want, but you can't. Why? Because God is pursuing you. God is, God, is, God is seeking after you, and you don't even know it. As you are running away, God is chasing after you. He's pursuing you. Why? Because he loves you. Because he loves you. You think of a parent running after their child. Their child says, I'm running away from home. <laughs> you know, some of the parents might say, well, then, you know, here's your bags, you know. <laughs> Good luck. But you know you want to chase them down and bring them back. You know you want to reach out to them and say, no, 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 don't leave. Don't leave. This is your place of safety. Don't leave. I know what's out there. It's going to destroy you. There's nothing good for you out there. So why does God pursue us? It's to guide us. God wants to guide us. God wants to protect us. God wants to strengthen us. And support, number two, God promises support. In Joshua 1.9, he says, I will be there. I will be with you wherever you go. You see, God's word done God's way will not lack God's support. He says, this is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I'm with you, Joshua. I'm with you. Wherever you go, I'm with you. See, do you believe that God is working everything out for your good? Do you honestly believe that? Because I believe if we honestly believe that, we would worry less. We would stress less. We would complain less. We would. I find myself complaining. And we know that complaining is, is basically a lack of trust in God. God, help us. God, help us to not complain about things in our life. 
God, help us to not complain about so-and-so or about such-and-such. God, help me to pray for them. Lord, help me to pray for the situation. Lord, help me to pray before I go to this place or that place. Lord, help me to seek you. Help me to trust you. See, don't give the devil credit by blaming him for things that God has allowed into your life for a reason. We may look at things and be like, oh man, the devil is really attacking me right now. No, God's letting it happen. God's allowing you to go through it for a reason. Don't give the credit to the enemy because God is doing something great in your life. And we need to see as he sees, God is with you wherever you go. Number three, God promises success. See, God promises strength, support, and success. In Joshua 1.7, he says, you will be successful. But he also says, you need to obey my word. This doesn't come for free. You don't just, you don't just see success in everything you do just because you're you. No, you have to be obedient to my word. You have to be obedient to my voice. What I have called you to do, you need to do it. And if you do it, you will be successful in everything that you do. This is the promise from God. No wonder Joshua was able to get up and say, you know what, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. No wonder he was so willing to be used by God because he, understand the, he understood these three things here. He understood the promises of God. It's sad to see a believer or a new believer or any believer in Christ go back to their old ways. Sad. So you need to understand that the enemy is doing everything in his power to draw you back in. Key word, everything in his power. Because the Bible says, greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in this world. See, the enemy knows that God is more powerful. So if the enemy is doing everything in his power to bring you back, guess what? The power of God is, is greater and is going to keep you, amen, where God has called you to be. When the Israelites crossed the Jordan River to get to the promised land, the Bible says that it was during the harvest season when they crossed the Jordan River. And I was doing a study on this, and during normal times, the Jordan River would be about three to ten feet deep and about 50 to 100 feet wide. So normal, 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 uh, normal days, 3 to 10 feet deep, 50 to 100 feet wide. But the Bible says that they crossed the Jordan River in the harvest season. So during that time, the Jordan River 
would have been somewhere around 150 feet deep and up to half a mile wide. You can see the difference there. From 10 feet deep to 150 deep, and then from 100 feet wide to now half a mile wide. Now I'm sure, I'm sure the complainers that they were, I'm sure some of the Israelites were saying, of all the times to cross the Jordan River, we had a pick right now. Yeah, great timing, God. Yeah, this is going to work out perfect. Can you imagine? Right, they were complainers. I'm sure there were people thinking that way. If I thought that way, then they hadn't been thinking that way. <laughs> Pray for me. But you know they were saying that. Why, out of all the days in the year, do we have to go through the Jordan River right now? Come on, let's just wait. That sounds like us, huh? God, of, of all the times for my car to break down, it's when I don't have a job. Of all the time for my, for my, uh, uh, for my refrigerator to go out, it's when we move. Of all the times, God, what are you doing here? We may ask, why is this happening to me? I'll tell you why it's happening to you, so that you can grow spiritually. That's exactly why God is doing it. God wants you to grow spiritually. And he understands that there's some things that he has to allow into your life uh, maybe in order for you to, to draw close to him. Maybe in order for you to cry out to him. Maybe in order for you to feel that, that you need some help. God wants you to grow spiritually in everything. See, every problem has a purpose. And that purpose is for you to grow spiritually. The good, the bad, the ugly the stuff you bring upon yourself, the stuff that other people have done to you. You see, God is not the author of evil, but God can bring good out of bad things. He does this all the time. Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You see, God's promise of success is not based upon your ability it's based upon your commitment to his word, which is going to be next week's topic as we bow our heads tonight.